What's up, you guys? Welcome to Equipped, the podcast that turns gaming concepts into life lessons. I'm your host, Isa Gonzalez, and I'm so happy that you clicked play. Thank you so much for being here. And now, let's get on with today's episode. It's another episode of Beyond Gaming, and joining me today is Jerome Paul Casimiro. He is a speech and communications trainer, and he's also the host of the Runaway Podcast, which focuses on the seven dimensions of wellness. So hi there, Jerome. Welcome to Equip. Thank you so much for being here. Hey, hey. hi, Isa. <laughs> nice it finally to finally happened. talk to you. Yeah, yes. <laughs> today's the day. We're finally talking. Oh my gosh, just some context for the listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like... Uh, Jerome and I launched our podcast roughly around the same time. And so he was yeah. one of the podcasts that I followed very early into my journey as well. And it's just been such a pleasure seeing him, you know, do his own content and all that. And we're finally collaborating. Yeah. So how have you been? <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been I've been feeling great uh, so far. A lot of crazy shit happened. Um, am I allowed to curse? Yeah, 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 go ahead. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, thank, thank goodness. Okay. <laughs> so, like, um, uh, anyways, um, yes, just to bring context for everyone, I was following Isa's podcast for, you know, during the early stages of it. And I really admire, like, the concept of the podcast because it uses games, concept of games that, you know, allows you to transpire the ed- everything that's been going on to our life right now. It's gamification. Aww pretty cool thank you thank you but today isn't about me it's all (laughs) gonna be about you and so you mentioned (laughs) that you you were an esl teacher and then now you've turned into like um, a speech and communications trainer and you've managed to incorporate content creation into your schedule and so i I can't imagine your your schedule right now but Mm -hmm. (laughs) how has how has that like how has all that unfolded for you oh it was really difficult at first because uh, the reason why I stepped into the world of ESL teaching was I needed a job. Like I hated, like I absolutely hated my time in the customer service industry. I love the people. It's just that they did the job. It's, it's draining me, man. Like <laughs> there's so many problems. <laughs> there's so many problems on a day-to-day basis. So I tried it out. I gave myself an ultimatum that, okay, I'm just going to do this for one year. But I enjoyed, like, I really enjoyed. I was surprised that uh, my skills were bringing new life to the office of, like, 50 people. And they were asking me for new stuff. Like, oh, Jerome, how can we do this better? Um, Is there a way for us to, I don't know, like, innovate our teaching styles and all? So as a creative, I was challenged, like, so much. And I absolutely love being challenged. So it allowed me to be motivated and climb the corporate ladder faster. And as I do that, I am reminded of my previous goal, which is to, you know, just create content. Because ever since I was, like, 12 years old, I love watching YouTube. You know, the nice. originals. <laughs> Ryan Higa, Smosh, oh my William Johnson. <gasps> me too. Gosh, that brought back so many memories. Oh, wow. Yes, yes. So um, I was using the money to uh, save up like for a good phone, a good tripod, good lighting. And all I needed was time. And as you've already mentioned, it's really exhausting because as I climbed the corporate ladder, more responsibilities were given, less time to do my goals. And until such time when... The company that I previously worked with for almost four years got bankrupt because of the pandemic. Um, I was reminded of my true goals and this is to create content. And I was like, you know what? Okay, fine. No more excuses. I'm okay with it. Let's let's just jump. Jump right into it. Like, ah! (laughs) even if the landscape has changed for the past five years and all, like, just do it. Do it. Shia LaBeouf. Do it. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's so cool that you you mentioned how you've been reminded of your true goals. And it's like you you were sort of brought back to like the vision that you you had when you started and that does like I mean for me like speaking for myself mm-hmm. there are times where in I I lose sight of like why I actually started something or like what is my yeah. my goal for like the future. 
But then there are these moments wherein you just you're just brought back to it. And I'm so glad that that happened for you because I've oh, seen you. your content, not just like your podcast stuff, but I mm-hmm. I have enjoyed your voice impressions. I was so shocked that oh, you dear, could oh do so God. many voice impressions. And I was like, dang, <laughs> this guy is really meant to be a voice actor. Like I I was just so amazed. And you're such a talented and creative person. And I'm just really happy that you were able to take that step and take that leap basically into the world of content creation because i can also imagine that there's like a lot of factors that can hold you back but you still definitely you know, still decided to go for it and mm-hmm. so how's the, like the the podcast journey so far for you oh i i'm loving the process because what i've learned to uh, incorporate with the podcast is just to be myself you know like a lot of times i see these content creators especially team payman <laughs> team payman like they really have to brainstorm for the best content ideas and all uh i'm mentioning team payman because like i have a few friends who are part of it so oh, really? i'm able oh to gosh. see glimpses of it y- yeah so cool. um yep Hold on. <laughs> All right. Here we go. This Are you allowed to disclose coming. that? <laughs> yes. Yes. We're allowed to disclose that. So I had the opportunity to invite one of those people into my podcast. Uh, he was the one who wrapped up the season two of the Seven Dimensions of Wellness. He was my coworker and my mentor figure in a, den, in a way. His name is Adam, and he's the founder of the. Have a ministry, which is the charity organization that Kong and Ping Man is funding. So the journey has been crazy because not only that, I was able to meet one of my childhood heroes. He's Will, Will Akana. And to bring context for everyone, Will Akana is the brother of the famous actress Anna Akana. And the siblings are most known for their content on YouTube because of their wellness episodes, therapy, and comedy skits. Anna Kana was one of the ex-girlfriends of Ray William Johnson, the number one most popular YouTuber at the time, back in the day. So it's nice to be able to collaborate with such people like, oh, yay, you know, I just used to dream about this day, but now it's finally (laughs) here. Yeah, it's so cool that you've just like, There's like so many opportunities that just opened up once you stepped into the world of content creation. And what do you think is the biggest difference from Jerome Paul that first started out to like Jerome Paul today? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, Let me preface this by saying that I'm going to compare myself for the past five years with that old Jerome. (laughs) I don't (laughs) mind. Yeah. Um, I, I have to say like Jerome Paul now is more consciously aware of what he's doing like my level of self-awareness has increased and being mindful is what i really learned over the past years because i used to just say what i want to say and like oh whatever you know if i say it i'm cool but these days i learned that as a tutor as a friend and as a partner your words have power and the way you phrase your thoughts also has power so in a way i'm always practicing what i preach because you know teaching and then i have to be that person too that they look up to in case of they want to seek advice or whatnot Mm -hmm. so that's why Okay, I love that so much. You said consciously aware. You guys, I've been saying it time and time again. Awareness, you can never go wrong with increasing your self-awareness and just how mindful you are mm-hmm. of just like the things that you do, why you do them and like what what's the reason? Like what's your thought process for things? Why is it that way? There's so many it's like peeling an onion and you're just like unfolding all these layers to Get to know yourself better. And self-awareness to me is so powerful. And I love that you mentioned that today. I'm really happy that you're also someone that um, recognizes the importance of that. I think that's super duper cool. And thank you for sharing your story with us. Earlier, you mentioned seven dimensions of wellness. And I wanted to dive a bit into that today because 
Um, so far, you're like the second person I know that follows a similar framework. I, I know this other person. He was my former boss, but um, I don't work with him anymore. Mm-hmm. And he follows like these. He calls it the 10 areas of life. And when I saw your seven dimensions of wellness, they, they, they're like similarities, but they're still a bit different. And so if you were to explain to someone that has never heard the concept before, like what's an easy way to, to understand what the seven dimensions are, or seven dimensions of wellness are and what they're for? Oh, okay. So thank you, Isa. Um, do you remember those times when you go to church or you go to a seminar and someone will reference this? A good habit and then they will say oh this is good for your uh, physical health your emotional health and your mental health mm-hmm. it's usually three but it doesn't stop there yeah <laughs> it doesn't stop there <laughs> so it's it's seven so the seven dimensions is created by dr bill hetler in 1976 he's a co-founder of the national wellness institute and he developed a model of wellness surrounding six dimensions of health given that physical health is so obvious okay so there's seven spiritual physical emotional career intellectual environmental and social and if you're a fan of the netflix show wednesday (laughs) there's a better time to reference this but if you're a fan of wednesday if you will take all of those first letters of the seven dimensions it spells out an acronym of species it's my advocacy and that's the concept of the runaway podcast that's to simply reassess your habits for you to progress so spiritual dimension is about finding your purpose physical is about staying healthy emotional is all about managing our emotions objectively career is obviously contributing our skill set to work intellectual maintaining curiosity and expanding our knowledge Environmental is simply understanding how setting can affect your health and well-being. And lastly, social is all about maintaining healthy relationships. So as I approach my life in these dimensions or in these categories, I was able to learn more about myself in so many ways that I thought I didn't know. This enabled me to do a better job as a young team leader in 2020 during the pandemic. Like it was my first team leader job and all of the people were older than me. So I was like, oh, gosh. oh how can I survive this? <laughs> oh no. Like, they're, they're, oh, man. Um, so these, these dimensions helped me out really well to pinpoint where I am and what I need to strengthen more mm-hmm. because I don't want to be lost. There we go. Nice. And like, I'm curious, when did you first learn about these seven dimensions? Like what season of life were you in at the time? Oh my goodness. Thank you for asking this question. (laughs) 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 I wanted to share this for the longest time now in the podcast, but I wasn't able to. So the truth is, here we go. The truth is I was at a coffee shop one night a one Christmas night, 2018. And I was just manifesting like what I want to do in 2019. So I was able to stumble upon a video on YouTube. Her name is Anna Kana, as I referenced earlier. (laughs) And the title of the video is Pull Yourself Together, Girl. She was able to share how she approached her life into seven categories. She's not aware of the seven dimensions, which is surprisingly weird uh like her brother confirmed it but it was quite the same and i was like you know what i want to try this out so as i try it you know i had that like oh like (laughs) (laughs) um yeah that heaven sang and and all that but (laughs) it it was really cool because i focused on the career dimension like i had to journal (laughs) i'm bringing my habits here in the quick podcast (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> journaling um i'm sure isa will also like share some love for journaling yep. <laughs> in future episodes but dude journaling knowing where you are it's really something else that's it you know like 2018 one christmas night seven dimensions of wellness Woo. wow 
It's kind of cool and also weird because, like, as you're telling your story, there's a lot of similarities with mine and like how Ooh. my uh personal development journey also started it was also in 2018 Ooh. which is kind of mm-hmm. cool and like i i also mm-hmm. experienced um like being that that team leader that's just younger than everyone else so like i totally mm-hmm. understand the oh nervousness <laughs> of like trying to get people to sort of respect you in a way or like take you seriously i i totally yeah. understand that it's it's weird right but it it's so cool that because like just from the way that you're talking i really feel that seriousness or like that um understanding of the importance of these dimensions in your life and like you said earlier being able to know where you are and also know what you still need to improve i think that's such a powerful thing and uh, you mentioned to me that uh, Minecraft is one of the games that you love to play. And yeah. again, similar thing. I love <laughs> Minecraft with all my heart. Mm-hmm. And you you told me that uh, one of the lessons that you got from that game is just like knowing how to type in the coordinates. I think any Minecraft player that plays like yep. with a group of friends would understand this. But there is a way to like tell people where you exactly are. And you told me that you've learned the importance of that, like figuratively as well. And so why do you think it's so important, like in a figurative sense, to know where you currently are? Um, like for me, I it's really important for me to know where I am right now because I have developed this mindset that the only person that I should compare myself to was the person that I was yesterday. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely easier than said than done. Like I had those moments that I had to cry like on my bed for several hours and just stop comparing myself to my friends and to the people around me. Like, oh, bakit siya like why does he have a more luxurious life than I am? Like I should have done better. Cause I I often hear my friends tell the same thing. Like if I took my content creation seriously. I could have been in the level of the OG Philippine YouTubers right now. Like oh my gosh. Um, Roger Racher, um, mm. Crescent Peace, Eman, Lloyd Cadena. Because we were already talking to them when I was in high school and they were in college. I was like... Oh, really? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, cool. Um, oh, th- th- thank you. <laughs> and what's, what's fascinating is that as I play Minecraft... And as I get to explore and, you know, learn the lesson of never dig down straight. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, my God. You were that type of person? <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, yes, I was. And, um, I learned that, um, you know, like knowing where you are is really important for you not to get lost. Because just relating it to the real world we've been told by our parents or peers or anyone basically that, oh, you know what? When you're 25, you will have your existential crisis. So you will doubt yeah. yourself and all that. I was like, no, oh, dude, I don't want that. Yeah, I <laughs> and <laughs> So it's like preparing for the inevitable, something like in the flash and all, just have to run and run and hope for the best. So man, like Minecraft, knowing your coordinates, such a huge thing because if you don't know where you are how would you know where to go how would you know where to go home (laughs) where's my base (laughs) we have to build the tower of dirt oh my god so fun oh i love talking about minecraft but going back to your point yeah and like i'm curious because obviously you have undergone the process right you have undergone really understanding the importance of all this doing the inner work and like the mindset shifts and i can understand that um when we say knowing where you are it also means admitting that it might not be the best place right now for you and that can sometimes be like a really difficult thing just like admitting to yourself like where you really are and so what do you think is like something you tell someone that is is having a hard time being completely honest with themselves or just like admitting that they're not in the best spot right now Mm. 
Oh, that's a good one. I I guess I have to preface what I'm about to say because okay. <laughs> <laughs> because um, I've learned that everyone is definitely going through different experiences, different problems, different situations. Like what's good for you may not be good for me. So if I'm going to interact with someone who is in need of help, like who's probably feeling stagnant or feeling lost, like I want to ask, like, what do you want to do now? Because I know that feelings are demanding to be felt and they're probably feeling it now more than ever. Like, what's your action moving forward? Because I can join you with feeling those emotions. I can join you in running away. I can be with you, you know, with every step of the way. But we still have to go back to that question. Like, where do you want to go? What do you want to do? What do you want to accomplish? And you have to find out that why. Because one of the things I remember during my tough times, especially back in 2018 and 2020, I forgot who said it, but it's something the lines of he who has any why can endure anyhow. Sorry, uh, let me paraphrase. Like he who has a strong why can do anyhow. So I have to hold on to my why like as tight as I possibly can and I'll just forget about the house you know just just do it just do it but you have to do it on your own time like your feelings will be screaming like me come on let me feel it just cry damn it okay okay you have to set it aside for now (laughs) you have to set it aside because you know there are better not more important but better things that you should do right now for you to continue with your progress right thank you for sharing that it's really again rooted in asking the right questions but then finding a way to go back to that why Mm -hmm. with that purpose yes and really making that decision for yourself i think that's also a very very important thing yes and thank you so much oh my gosh we're so early into the episode but guys look at all the golden nuggets we're getting from this guy come on Mm, we're mining we're mining Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. And since we're already talking about, I mean, we've already started talking about Minecraft. And um, I am curious, like, how has your gaming journey been? Like, when did it first start? Oh, okay. So it started out so weird because there was this one day, I think back in 2012, like, my sister was playing with a new game. It was so pixelated. So I said, <laughs> And then she, then she said, like, No, no, like, they bagong game to. And I was like, Okay. Uh, where did you, uh, how did you find out about this game? And apparently, she learned this game from her celebrity crush at the time, Arkin Magalona. Okay. And Arkin Magalona was so obsessed with creating roller coaster and all that, yada. So I gave it a shot, gave it a try. I absolutely love playing survival. Creative-wise, like, eh, no, not really. But, you know, as I stick with the game, I learned. <laughs> I learned how to be patient because, like, my computer was so laggy at the time. Like, I know it's a netbook, a notebook, a laptop. Uh-huh. So come yes. on, do it. Go, just let me play Minecraft. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I relate to this so much. I had a bad laptop before. Like I um I was even like borrowing my sibling's laptop just so that I could play Minecraft. Right. Because mine was just like horrible. Mm-hmm. As in the chunks, they were like oh. the, they were set to the lowest number and mm-hmm. they would still load very slowly. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, but it's fine. But then also similar to you, again, we have so many similarities. That's so freaking mm-hmm. cool. That also <laughs> taught me patience. But yeah, yeah continue. Continue oh. with your gaming journey. <laughs> and and then uh around 2014, like after I graduated like high school, I still play Minecraft and I met a few people who play Minecraft, but this was around the time that playing Minecraft was associated to children. You know, oh, I play Minecraft. So yeah. young and childish. And then, <laughs> and then, uh, like my auntie had a child, like he was a son and all. Uh, then 
you know, my cousin like grew up loving Minecraft. So every time I visit, like he would ask me, Queen Jaja, look at this. I, I built something in Minecraft. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is so cool. Wow. And then <laughs> she had another son. He would do the same. Like, Queen Minecraft. I was like, yeah, of course we can play Minecraft. Come on. Like, so, <laughs> and it it's just so nice to to feel that I'm somehow being looked up to by, um, you know, younger like children and, and all that because i and I, I never really had that like growing up and <laughs> so mm, uh, having that queer figure who knows a lot about minecraft even though like i suck at redstone like i really suck at redstone <laughs> <laughs> i just like building and mining <laughs> um it's it's not it's such a nice change of pace because you know, it taught me that, oh man, this, this game is going to be for generations to come. Yeah. See, Minecraft, guys. Come on. Stop hating on the game. Just go yeah. play it and enjoy building. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I really miss Minecraft. But um, now that, you know, you're a working adult, you've got things to do, places to be. How is like, um, do you have time for gaming still? Oh my god. Um... Not really. So, like, this was one of the most painful realizations that I had to go through, especially in uh, 2021, uh, like, two years ago, because I bought a PlayStation 4 right before the pandemic hit. Mm -hmm. It was, like, a Christmas gift. And I was like, oh, my God, my first PlayStation 4. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I had to buy, like, God of War, Tekken. Oh, my God, I was so obsessed with Tekken. Nice. Oh, my God. And then uh the pandemic hit thankfully thankfully i had the time to play around a little bit like stardew valley <laughs> and <laughs> final fantasy remake oh my god and <laughs> but by 2021 like that was the time that um you know the company was on the edge of bankruptcy i was trying to save it because i was one of the few people who were assigned to the office like skeletal workforce I really didn't have enough time to play. So I keep on seeing this reel on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Now, you know, as you grow older, you get these amazing equipment to play games, but you don't have enough time to play with them. It's like, oh, man, that, yeah. that's me right now. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I know the feeling as well. But I don't know. I, I do think it's just part of life as well. Like we have responsibilities. We can't just, you know... Like shrug it Do, off. Do like play sixteen hours straight or something, and not <laughs> not show mm -hmm. up for the next day at work, right? Yeah. Like we got bills to pay, mm -mm. and we gotta work. <laughs> we gotta put in the time. That's just that's just a reality. Yeah. But I do want to ask you because now mm -hmm. that you you know you shared some moments from your childhood, and now that um, though gaming has died down a little bit because we're now functioning adults. Uh, what do you think is the biggest impact that gaming has had on you as like an individual? Ooh, um, definitely the activity-based and exploration stuff part of the gaming. I should have phrased that correctly. Hold on. <laughs> okay, so... It makes sense. Yeah, okay. <laughs> thank you, thank you. So as I work as an ESL tutor, as a communications trainer, and, you know, content creator, I learned how to harness the power of activity-based learning. And this is when uh, children, and of, of course adults, uh, learn at their own pace through various supervised activities. Because I learned that my students, like my students are from China, uh, no hate, of course, like, what she want, Vinjiling? Like, I understand that. <laughs> I can say that at all. Even the meme with Sarah. Oh my God. Okay, anyway. <laughs> um, the activity-based learning aspect of it, like that's what I really learned how to embrace. Because as a gamer, we love to experiment with stuff. You know, especially Minecraft. Like we like gathering knowledge through experience. We learned that if we dig straight down, we tend to, you know, fall into lava. Or <laughs> or if we get close enough to a creeper, well, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Or uh like say like ah oh, goodness the reference. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> mm -mm. So 
um i also love the exploration aspects of it especially when i'm when i was playing god of war on playstation 4 because we learn by gathering knowledge through investigation and i'm sure uh, from your previous like all these episodes like from eldering and all like, you learn how to <laughs> <laughs> to do that as well like yeah. you you shared a lot of love for that game and of course finally expression as we do experimentation in the game and as we explore we sometimes find ourselves voicing out how we feel like oh you play on like oh okay shoot <laughs> you know, so um it's kind of a bit of the same if you're gonna relate it into my profession of teaching i encourage kids or adults of course to express their views through verbal or even visual presentation like that, that's one of the things that i learned from gaming for almost you know all of my life <laughs> So, yeah. yeah, experimentation, exploration, and expression. The three E's. Wow. Mm. Experimentation, exploration, and expression. I love yes. it so much. Eh. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you for making the segue to the next topic very easy for me. Ooh. Because mm. now you've already sort of, you know, kickstarted it and introduced mm -mm. us to, like, um, going back to the field of work or the things that you have to do on a daily basis, which is tutoring people online and as someone that has learned all of these concepts or at least has embraced fully embraced them do you think there's like a difference in um applying let's say gamification as a teacher and then also applying gamification if you're trying to learn something new oh definitely definitely because one of the major differences from doing those is how complicated do you want it to be you know what i mean because mm. as as i teach uh, young children i tend to make it a little bit easy for them to understand easy words easy instructions like the goal for me and the goal for them is to enjoy and have this you know memorable experience of learning but for me <laughs> as as jerome i like to make it a little bit more complicated you know like okay for example if i'm going to teach this specific word let's say beautiful to a young child i would often play the game show and tell you know like, oh show me something beautiful like oh wow, this is this is my drug beautiful wow it's something like that and if i'm gonna do that in the real world like outside of my profession if i'm going to learn what beautiful means i tend to like look it up on the thesaurus learn more synonyms or even just take a walk and find really something beautiful like how complicated it can be i'm, I'm also baffled with uh, sorry with these ideas like joining together because gamification and activity-based learning are such effective tools if you're going to teach someone whether if it's your profession or not because it gives you that impact of oh i have this aha moment you know rather than telling it in a lecture type uh, discussion which is somehow a little bit boring you know not gonna lie if you would rather make it into an activity like a brainstorming session or this is one of my personal favorites the category game, <laughs> the category <laughs> game. so that's that and since you're seeing things like through the lens of a teacher an educator yeah. uh, why do you think because like um, I only started hearing more and more about activity-based learning like after I graduated college. Ooh. Like that's really where I noticed like, oh yeah, people keep bringing up like lectures. The typical lectures are really boring for students and it's not the best way to teach them. So why do you think, and this is totally up to you, like on whatever or how deep you want to expound on this, but like why do you think it it took this long for people to start realizing that the current teaching methods or the traditional methods aren't really effective anymore? That's a pretty good question. I pondered that question for quite some time now. And 
of course, I really don't want to point fingers and all. Mm-hmm. I really don't. But I guess what really transpired people to have this like aha moment that, okay, we're going to change it. We're going to go for activity-based learning is the amount of engagement that they're getting from the students. Because mm-hmm. I was able to uh, see my sister who was at the college at the time was taking classes, online classes during the pandemic. And she's really sleeping at times, you know? I don't blame her. (laughs) I don't blame her at all. Like, uh, I I also remember seeing these memes. Like, the teacher will say, Oh, talog na ba kayo? And then everyone was like, "Uh, uh." And I was like, that's the difference. Like, going back to the seven dimensions of wellness. (laughs) Yeah. Supposedly, you're in an environment where you know, the learning happens. You know, like there's school, there are other students, there's a teacher, there's a table, there's a blackboard and all like easy, easy. But the problem is that when the pandemic happened, it was taken away from us and it got replaced by the comfort of our own home. So the engagement from the teacher and the students were were challenged. You know, like it was so easy for a student to get bored when a teacher just talks and talks and talks and talks for 25 minutes. Right. So if somehow, like if someone's listening, like who wants to teach or even just be mindful, you know, when you're talking, you have to be wary of your talking time. It must be an exchange at all times. Like if there's an opportunity for you to present an idea think of it in a way that you can turn it into a game ask a question rather than saying it plainly uh, i forgot the teaching method of that like the proper concept of it but we used to do this training method where i i'll say a word to a person but uh, this person cannot say this word directly to their partner it's only up to that person who knows a word to ask questions ask questions ask questions like that until the other person gets it yeah yeah okay gets gets Mm -hmm. nice and like i i do agree like um like it's it's weird because like when you were talking um the whole idea of like needing to be wary of your talking time and trying to get uh whoever's listening to you like interested in what you're saying mm-hmm. it just reminds me of like what content creation calls for i was mm-hmm. like yeah this is like what all content creators now have to really be mindful of there's some correlation with the boom of the digital age and social media to now how people um signify and really put emphasis on engagement and i feel like mm-hmm. that just transcends social media definitely like, right yeah because um you know we, we also talk about this earlier in the podcast like the og youtubers like we were fine when they said like hey guys hey guys hey guys hey guys yeah. but then like five years <laughs> ten years later like it became so mainstream that everyone started doing it so someone has to break that you know stereotype like oh if you're gonna be a youtuber you're gonna be hey hey guys hey guys hey guys so that's why i admire mr beast for doing oh, this yeah. sales hook um that that's what i like to think of of it like mr beast has this sales hook like for the first three seconds of his video he would say something ridiculously i don't know like big like i vomit in a pool of water like you know, like to, to, to the audience you know mr beast oh my gosh i love it like uh my boyfriend he's a video editor and Ooh. he basically studies mr beast's content because it's so effective Mm-mm. and he's he's had like a lot of podcast recordings of like explaining what he has done for a decade on how like on how he analyzes his content and just uh-huh. like the YouTube algorithm in general. It's it's so fascinating. And mm-hmm. guess what Mr. Beast's content has? Minecraft. <laughs> 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 I love his Minecraft videos so much. I think that's like the most entertaining type of uh, video for me. And mm-hmm. I love it so much. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's... It's so cool that he understands that and he he already has his own way of 
um, that sales hook, or even just the way that he um, introduces his sponsors, it's not boring at all. <laughs> like, yes, it's so cool how he works it into the video seamlessly, mm-hmm. and I really do think it's it's somewhat a science, but also just really an art. It is. It's, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, it is. Um, j- just to add, like that's why, uh, as I learn you know content creation and explore the art of storytelling i really have to learn a few things about soft selling and sales because engagement that's true it's so cool how i don't know like i'm just noticing our conversation and it's like um moving or shifting from different topics but really they're all interconnected yes (laughs) and in my head that's really well, I mean, I only heard about the seven dimensions of wellness because of you and your podcast. Oh, but you. that concept that in life, you can't just have like one aspect and then that's it. You're like to really flourish, you need all of these working in harmony yes. to really like Mm-mm. grow, right? And really thrive. And I don't know, it's so cool that this is how our conversation is going. I love it oh. so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Me too. Oh my God. But yeah, circling back, um, we've talked about, you know, how you were able to now incorporate activity-based learning into your field of work, into how you teach people online. And I'm really curious, like, if there's one video game, like, element that could exist in real life, what would you want that to be? Like, what do you think would be the most fun, but also the most useful for you? Oh, okay. Um, I, I guess there would be two. And let me preface this by saying that uh, <laughs> the first game that really popped into my mind is Fortnite. <laughs> okay, Ooh, also, okay. Okay, but I absolutely love um, F- Fortnite's uh, UI when it comes to quest tracking because it's just one push of a button. And if you want to track a specific quest, like there's a lot of quests in Fortnite, damn it. Um, really? Yeah, like, I don't play Fortnite, so I actually don't know how it goes. But I thought it was like an FPS game. Is it uh, yeah, not? yeah, it, it is. It is. It's just that like there are specific quests that you can do to give you more XP. Like oh, uh, there's this okay. ridiculous quest, like you would catch three fishes because you can fish in Fortnite apparently. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that got okay. me hooked in the game. Like, dude, I'm fishing. <laughs> oh my gosh okay yeah so like that's what i want to have so i want to have like this button or this phone like i mean we already have it we have a phone um that we can access to track any goals or progress that we want to achieve for the day for the week or for the month and i I guess this the second one um please help me out on this because my, my video game knowledge has been a little bit cloudy lately but is there a game that gives you a list of things that the character likes like the traits yeah or like stardew valley oh my god yes yes <laughs> yeah to build oh, relationships so there <laughs> oh Abula, your hearts like what the yeah man. oh my god oh okay i'm sorry thank you thank you um so i i want to have that because there's this concept in psychology and of course like esl tutoring I personally use this every time I have class. I use the cognitive behavioral learning theory. Okay. And it's a theory where you use what a person's like or like their interests to reach out to them to build rapport for you to have a better understanding how they are, what's their learning style, and how can you communicate with them. Mm-hmm. so like Does, uh, for, uh, oh yeah okay uh, you first <laughs> <laughs> no i was gonna ask are you the type of person that has like a crm um yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah because i was like i was gonna ask like um 
how would I see how that's so effective? Because I too have a CRM. (laughs) And I'm like, how do you like if you were to explain or convince someone its usefulness or just that theory in general? Like, how do you get someone to focus on its usefulness rather than the overwhelming feeling of like, oh my gosh, I have to remember all of these details about other people. Like, what what's your thought process in like dealing with that? Oh, okay. Um, I wasn't able to um really prepare for this answer at all. <laughs> oh my gosh! But I, I used to uh, listen to Adulting with Joy Spring. Mm. And I stumbled upon this idea that she shared called the Eisenhower Matrix. Oh, okay. And the, the Eisenhower Matrix is like divided into four, like what you can do, what you can assign to other people, what you should not do, and what you can do like tomorrow. I'm paraphrasing. I'm so sorry. Like if someone's yeah. says, hey, that's not what it is. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Like, <laughs> okay, but um. Uh, for for me to connect, like for example, um, my sister. Okay, I'm gonna use hi, hi sister. Um, I'm gonna use her as an example because she's really struggling in expressing herself, other than her friends. You know, like mm-hmm. if you're a stranger, like um, you know, she's she's like Fluttershy from My Little Pony, or she's Phoebe from Friends. The oh, <laughs> she's so shy. She, she, she's so shy. Um, so for me to connect to her and to tell her that uh, your job as a barista is going to be important, I would ask her questions related. To what she likes like for example friends i'm pretty sure you saw this <laughs> everyone does every friends mm. um she absolutely loves racial so i would ask her like hey i know you'll be meeting new people on a day-to-day basis but just remember what would rachel do mm. <laughs> but nice. yeah like it, it's really i don't really have a universal um way to connect with the people i interact with i just really need to know what they like what they watch and in a way bonus na talaga it's a bonus if i know their um oh, what was that called again the infj enfj the Meyer um, Briggs. Meyer Briggs. Yeah. Okay. That, that's a yeah. bonus. <laughs> yeah, that's a bonus, <laughs> and it's also a bonus if they're aware of their astrological signs, because you know, spirituality. Oh, really? Yeah. All of these, like the seven dimensions of wellness, cognitive behavioral theory, astrological signs, zodiac signs, uh, the Myers Briggs, and then this personality test that i forgot the name but i will soon share it to the podcast they all give me ideas on how a person is i'm not stereotyping it's just giving me an idea on how they are how they interact and how can i connect Mm -hmm. with them and it's my job as a, a tutor as a friend for me to identify it and to connect with them yeah, I love that so much. Oh my gosh. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's so funny that we have CRMs. But again, it really is about building meaningful connections. And I feel like it does take effort to actually try to get to know someone. And yes. at least, I mean, you're not going to be able to really connect with everyone. Mm-hmm. But you could still at least try, right? You could still yes. try to reach out or... But it does take effort. And this is just another way of putting in that effort, right? Mm-mm. And so, yeah, thank you so much, Jerome Paul. Oh my gosh. Ooh, I really you. wish we had more time, but <laughs> I really I enjoy this conversation so much. We've tackled yeah, so many different topics, but mm. I don't know. Each one just felt really, really insightful to me. And I also hope all of you guys were able to pick. I mean, I expect that you guys are able to pick up something <laughs> mm-hmm. because I'm just amazed. I'm amazed. And thank you so much for taking the time to be here, sharing oh, your insights you. 
Um, I don't know if you've already noticed this, but on the podcast, we love to end with a question of the week. Oh, yeah. You know, we yeah. love to ask questions. And so as the guest for today, what is a question that you would like to leave our listeners? Oh, thank you. So it's probably still the first quarter of the year if you're going to hear this episode. But the question of the week is, what are you good at? And once you identify what you're good at, I want you to answer another question. What dimension does it fall under? All right. We got a twofold question. What are you good at? And which of the seven dimensions does that fall under? There you go, you guys. That's the question of the week. If you guys want to share your answers, again, we're on social media. But we're also on Discord. If you're not part of the Discord community yet, feel free to join. I'll leave the link in the description box below. And Jerome, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you online? Oh, yes, please. Thank you. Thank you, Isa. Uh, But before I do, I just really want to say thank you so much for having me. Like, this was one of my (laughs) dreams. Like, this was one of my dreams, like, to be part of your podcast. Because, dude, like, the concept of the podcast is really, really innovative, man. And the amount of love that you've been uh, sharing to my podcast and the amount of love that you've been getting from your podcast is absolutely insane i wish you nothing but happiness and of course progress oh my gosh Mm. i should thank (laughs) you (laughs) i kind of regret not reaching out because like i know that you've posted online like you guys are open to any collaborations and stuff and they just have to like contact you i really wanted to honestly last year but then i was really shy and i don't know why i was just like Maybe not now. But yeah, I'm really happy that we got to talk today. And again, like for other people that want to see more of your content, like where else can they find you? Oh, okay. So you can find us everywhere. Just Google us, Runaway Podcast. We're on Spotify, Runaway Podcast, Facebook. We go live every Saturday, uh, 10 p.m. We answer random questions or we just really have a good time, you know, talking to ourselves. It's okay. You can also join us on Discord during the live session. You can follow us on Instagram, Spotify, TikTok. Yeah, I, I still, I'm still <laughs> active on TikTok. I'm the one who's managing all of it. I know. That's why I have a busy schedule. <laughs> but please, if, if you have uh, any topic suggestions or if you really just want to share some love, please go on ahead and check out our Facebook. That's where I'm most active runaway podcast we can laugh we can distress and run away yeah there you go i'll make sure to leave all the links to that in the description box below go you guys show him some love i'm pretty sure that you will love the content that he has been putting out and thank you guys so much for listening this has been such a fun episode for me personally and i hope you guys got to enjoy it as well and if you did make sure to follow rate and review the podcast you know it means a lot to us and thank you guys so much for your time today i hope you have a great rest of your week and as always stay safe stay healthy but also stay equipped